It's What a Weird Week for Friday, January 27th, 2023. They ran a Santa cookie through CODIS, and the results are in. Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Like really weird tales. Well, I got a great show for you today. What's so wonderful? Weird stuff. Thank you for coming back or checking out for the first time ever the What a Weird Week podcast. If you're new to the program, we do a Weird News of the Week top 10 countdown every Friday, and we put all the links and the videos and the photos in the show notes blog. If you click shownotes.page, you'll find all that stuff. This is Season 4, Episode 17. 10. Ghost train on fire. Last Friday, first responders in southern Germany responded to a train on fire call. I didn't know what a ghost train was, you guys. Well, I mean, I thought I did. Train full of ghosts. But no. So before they got to the scene, this train on fire started rolling down the track. Nobody in it. That's a ghost train, I guess. So firefighters in hot pursuit. That, <laughs> that's, I mean, I shouldn't laugh. It's kind of a dad joke. That was a line from the article. Hot pursuit. Uh, so railway officials managed to switch the ghost train onto a side track. It could have been calamitous, but they saved the day. They got the train stopped and they put the fire out. No injuries. Nine. Rhode Island girl seeks DNA evidence for Santa from Cookie. What a sharp kid. Hey, you think? Or devilish? I'm not sure. So uh, this was in a lot of feeds. You may have seen this one. The kid who sent the partly eaten cookie to the police for DNA analysis, also sent some carrot sticks that had bite marks. So the girl's note said, I took a sample of a cookie and carrots that I left for Santa and the reindeer on Christmas Eve. I was wondering if you could take a sample of DNA and see if Santa is real. I assume they ran it through CODIS. I've watched enough Law & Order to know that protocol is you run that through CODIS and see if you get any hits. There was fast turner. You could tell they fast-tracked this. I don't know if it went all the way to the top person or what, but... They fast-tracked it because they got the results back quickly. One press release was like, we're going to check for Santa's DNA. And then you turn around, there's another press release. The results are in. They said they got a hit on some reindeer DNA from the carrots. They couldn't confirm or deny the presence of Santa's DNA from the Christmas cookie. Seems like a bit of a cover-up, you guys. To be continued, maybe. Eight. Oh my gosh, you guys, this one is a good old-fashioned sausage mystery. Have you heard of the Surfdale Sausager? You may have the key piece of information that could solve this mystery. So for years now, the good people of Waiheke Island have been receiving sausage rolls in their mailbox. A couple of quick points. I may have changed it from letterbox to mailbox. Some parts of the world, it's letterbox, right? And then the other thing is they don't call it a sausage roll. They say it's a sausage wrapped in bread. I mean, those things are delicious, right? We can agree on that, right? A little bit more information here, but you guys... I'll tell you right now, we don't know the answer. And I hate to do that. I like a good mystery when it has a good answer at the end. Wrap it up with a bow. Anyway, here's what we know. There, that silence. That's what we know. Really, uh, we don't know who's doing it, why they're doing it. The article does say this mystery is tearing the community apart. People receiving mystery sausage rolls in their mailbox? Don't know who? Don't know why? You start to distrust everyone. Your neighbor could be them, right? So anyway, the first sausaging happened in the summer of 2022. 
The sausage in question was wrapped, maybe this sounds familiar, maybe you have some answers. The sausage in question wrapped in buttered bread, covered in a red sauce, and was cold by the time the victim discovered it in his mailbox. It may have been barbecued. We just don't know for sure. It's happened the same way for a bunch of people in the community. Uh, if you have information on the meaty mystery, please get in touch with the article's author. We do have a photo of one of the uh, sausages. One of the victims had the presence of mind to photograph the evidence, and it was gift-wrapped. It was wrapped for Christmas. Show notes that page if you want to have a look at that photo. Seven. Another weird thing on Mars. 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 All the other headlines were excited by the idea of a meteorite on Mars, but listen to the headline from CNET. Goofy Mars rock spotted by NASA rover might be a meteorite. So finding, this is what I've learned in my deep dive on this story. Finding meteorites on Mars makes researchers excited. To me, it's only a two on the weirdometer scale of weirdness. I mean, they find rocks on Mars. That happens. Doesn't that happen? But the CNET story, this is why it made our top 10 a weird countdown. The CNET story photo credit is pretty funny. So the story is by Amanda Kuzer, and we put this photo, you can check the show notes and see this. Amanda Kuzer writes the story. They have a photo of the meteorite with the story. And there's a red circle around the meteorite. So you know which rock is the one they're focusing in on. And then the photo credit is really small. And it says, photo by NASA, red circle by Amanda Kuzer. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Amanda, that was pretty funny. Six. You guys, I love triumph. Especially over my enemies. This one we're calling... The triumphant return of Wienerman. Wienerman is a statue of a human hot dog hybrid pouring ketchup on himself. He lives at the Dairy Winkle restaurant in Campbell's Creek, West Virginia. There was a break in there and Wienerman was stolen a couple of weeks ago, but investigators got a tip and recovered the Wienerman statue the other day. If you want to see a photo, show notes. But you don't have to. Just imagine... If a hot dog was crossed with a human being, hot dog body, but arms and legs, a face. I'm not sure if the bun is like an accessory in this scenario. If Wienerman is wearing a bun or is that his, like a shell for a turtle? Maybe it's part of his exoskeleton. You're going to have to decide for yourself. I guess you're going to have to click. Show notes page. Five. Eminem's talking candies are out and the hilarious Maya Rudolph is in. This story all over the place. No doubt you saw this in your feed somewhere. In case you missed it, though, the company that churns out delicious Eminem's said they were retiring the talking candy cartoons because too polarizing or something. So Maya Rudolph is now the candy spokesperson. Every news org ran this story. And to me, I mean, I was interested because M&Ms are delicious. But, and I'm not one to judge what is news and what isn't news. But when I saw this on TV right after the war in Ukraine story, I thought, that's a little messed up. Don't get me wrong. Again, M&Ms are delicious and I'm going to pay attention if it's on the news. If it leads and it's M&Ms, I'm there, baby. It's just like, how did their publicity department get this story picked up by every news broadcast in North America? 
like millions of dollars in free advertising. Don't you think? And I'm starting to be suspicious that maybe it's a setup for some sort of Super Bowl commercial. But I don't know. That's all speculation. One newscast I saw literally did this. Coming up, the war in Ukraine. Will tanks be enough? But first, get ready to say goodbye to your favorite spokes candy. Please leave a message after the tone. So from the editing suite, phoning in this late-breaking update, this development with A&W following up the M&M's announcement with an announcement of their own, the A-Dubs mascot, the great root bear, Rudy, is now getting pants for the first time. Seems like a reaction to the M&M story. Completely maybe making fun of that. Great root bear getting pants. Four. Possible relief for Massachusetts school that could never turn off their lights. This one, kind of wild. Because of a computer error, this school could never, ever turn off the lights unless they, you know, went down to the fuse box. And that was very impractical. So day and night, the school was lit up like a Christmas tree. It's been lights on for a year and a half. Imagine their power bill, like thousands and thousands of dollars a month, their power bill. This is Minichog Regional High School in Massachusetts. They had their lighting all computerized and it was supposed to save money. It was on this server and the server failed. So then there were a few things that happened. The original installer company got bought and sold, bought and sold again, bought a few times, and then supply chain issues for the broken parts, replacing the whole thing they thought was going to be over a million dollars. This thing was supposed to save them money, right? Now they think they can just replace the lighting panels, do a reboot. They're hoping it'll only cost them $80,000, and this is supposed to happen in February. It's been a long year and a half. A bright year and a half. They've got bright students. Something there. Hey, wait. You could pay for the whole thing. Start selling merch that says we've got the brightest students in town. Oh, you what? You hate that idea. Oh, okay. Honorable, Honorable mention. mention. How big is the biggest pizza party ever? I was a bit surprised on this. They did the world's biggest pizza party at the University of Tulsa. This has been cropping up in my feed because... The algorithms know I love world records and pizza. So this record took a thousand pizza pies. It happened during a university basketball game. And if you wanted to beat this record, this part is crucial. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, folks, in order for it to be a real pizza party. And maybe you've attended some fraudulent pizza parties because listen to this. Everybody has to have at least two slices and finish a drink in 15 minutes. That's right from the rule makers. They ended up with an official pizza party record of 3,357 people. I would have thought it would be, I don't know, like an enormous stadium. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. 3,357 people. They did it for charity, too. They raised $40,000 for Make-A-Wish, Oklahoma. Three. The girl with the megalodon tooth, which sounds like the title for a Swedish crime novel. Molly Sampson is nine years old. She's from Maryland. This was in a lot of news feeds. Maybe you saw this, but I love this story. It's just one of those happy stories when there's all this bad news. And then you see Molly's smiling face, nine years old, Maryland kid. She was looking for shark teeth over the holidays. And instead, disappointingly, she found a 15 million year old megalodon tooth. 
old-timey shark. If you haven't seen the movie, Megalodon, ancestor to uh, the shark, giant, would take up an entire bowling alley lane. That's how big a Megalodon is. That, according to the latest uh, speculation by Megalodon scientists. So it got a lot of press. She's a cute kid. It's a great fossil find. But also... She wants to be a paleontologist when she grows up. So super story. Everybody was like, all the, the stories I saw in the news were like, imagine finding this, you know, or whatever. And they get to the end and then they're like, and folks, she wants to be a paleontologist. It's just a perfect story. It writes itself. My only thing is, Molly, you're nine years old. You can be a paleontologist, but look into uh, treasure hunting. If you're finding stuff like this, I mean... Focus 90% on paleontology, but 10% on buried treasure or something. You know what I'm saying? Seems like, seems like you got the knack. Another pizza story, another world record pizza story. The biggest pizza in the world is how many slices? Let me ask you this too. Would you eat floor pizza? Who hasn't? You spent good money on that pizza. It was only on the floor 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. It's still viable. I mean, if you disagree or you tend to agree with that statement, how long a slice of pizza can be on the floor and still be edible, I mean, let me know in the comments or five-star review, Apple Podcasts. So this one is the Pizza Hut record. You may have seen it. It was all over the feeds. Pizza Hut set the world record for the biggest pizza the other day, almost 14,000 square feet, assembled the pizza on the floor at the L.A. Convention Center. And then, so once it was all assembled and officially a pizza, then they took it apart, cooked it in sections. 68,000 pieces for the biggest pizza in the world. And they were able to help out some charities too. One. All right, here's the big one of the week. The weird one of the week is the cheesy weirdness from the mattress testing world. Sleep Junkie is a website that does mattress reviews and they're looking to pay successful candidates $1,000 for a cheesy sleep study where you have to be willing to eat cheese before going to bed. Show of hands. Oh, we're all. we're A show of hands proves we're all willing to eat cheese before bed for $1,000. So they want to see if eating cheese before bed really gives you nightmares. I have a theory. There's no way these candidates will have nightmares. If you get free cheese and $1,000, you're just going to fall asleep like a baby. God bless those researchers at Sleep Junkie. They also want to see if different cheeses have different effects. Like maybe a camembert, you, you, it's a night terror. But maybe a mild American, it's a pleasant dream. Maybe this research will be passed on to dairy farmers of our great nation and they'll come out with a night cheese of some sort. Deadline to apply for this. It's U.S. only. Deadline to apply February 10th. And they ask that you are not lactose intolerant. The link is in the show notes. That's it. That's all. Um, if you listen to this sort of tuned out a little bit and now you're hungry, it's because almost all our stories were about food this week. I don't. Sorry, I screamed at you. I don't know why. I, why am I screaming at you? I'm not angry, bro. 